0: It's positive spark plug time
1: and I'm your host, Candace. I am so pumped for you guys to be joining me today for I have a very special guest. Corey Bannon is the owner of Fit Club Boot Camps, so the gym I have a privilege of coaching at. And in this episode, he discusses how it started and how he's kept it going over the last eight years. He shares some of his times of resilience during adversity his transition into fatherhood of triplets, and right up until this pandemic, how he has managed to work through and create such a culture of support, strength, and family. I'm so excited for you guys to listen in, to hear all this knowledge, insight, and inspiration. So let's
0: get going. I'm good. Hi, Corey. Thank you for joining me on the Positive Spark Plug podcast. I'm really excited for you to be joining me. It's been a while since I've wanted uh, to have you on, but because um, I work so closely with you, I've kind of had to gather some of my own questions on how I would tackle that brain of yours. So thank you so much for accepting my my request uh, to join. I'm excited to get this out to my listeners and to the Fit Clubbers. Um, I'm sure they're going to enjoy this.
2: Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. It's exciting. I'm sure um, reading some of the questions that you, you have for me are pretty good and should be a good call.
3: Well, um, how's your day been so far?
2: Um, start to finish where I'm at right now. It's been pretty busy. You know, I've got triplets and they take a lot of my time.
3: And
2: they, yeah. they just, they just want to play all the time. So that's been good. But I taught a couple classes, started seeing some members again. Um, it's been a pretty good day, but there's definitely a lot to do still. So it gets me to the point where I'm like, Oh, there's a lot going on. How do you get it done? So I'm a little stressed each day. Overall, today was a good day.
3: Good, good, good.
0: All right. So my first question that I um, have started asking um, during this time, just to bring some light fun to the podcast, is what are your three favorite emojis or the three emojis that best describe you and why?
2: Um, that's a good question. Definitely the first one is like, the face that just shows, like, the straight teeth. Like,
3: ooh. <laughs> okay. I use, that
2: one. I use that one a lot because it's like, uh-oh, we got, we got a lot of stuff to do. Or the kids do something crazy, and that's, like, my descriptive emoji. To, to probably <laughs> the, the, the smiley teeth yeah. face emoji. Um, I flex all the time, so I, I got the flexing emoji in there for anything that's done that's done really well and you kicked ass, so nice um and then probably the laughing like with the tears coming out because it's a combination of like i'm laughing because i'm happy it's hilarious but at the same time i'm like beat up and crying my face off because that's just my life right now so i'd (laughs) say those are probably the top three
0: Oh, those are amazing. I like those. I like those. So within all of those, um, your life is crazy and busy and like you said kind of in the beginning, you got a lot uh going on right now with the business. I wanna get into that. So you are the owner of Fit Club. How did Fit Club start?
3: Uh wow, yeah. So we're coming close to eight years. It started from previous people, so
2: they own the gym and originally one of my buddies asked me to just come and work out. Let's go try this place. I hated it. I did one workout, didn't come back for three weeks. And then, um, I, I went back and I tried it again. And then I, you know, I was like, okay, this makes sense. It feels good. You feel good after working out. So then I just started kind of participating in their business and taking my own journey and learning how to develop my body and transform my mind and, and recreate the life that I wanted within health and fitness and feeling better. And and then with my business background and working with TD for, you know, eight and a half years prior to um, 2016, it just it led me to see different things and potential of like starting my own business where it was something that was always of interest to me. I didn't know what it was going to be. And funny enough, the last guest you just had on, he was a, a mentor for me, Justin. And we had a conversation where he just said that, you're not supposed to be behind a desk, like your personality, you know, who you are, what you believe in. You're not supposed to be behind a desk. So that really got me thinking and it was a catalyst in developing what I have today. And, and it started really just by going up and down my Facebook list and saying, Hey, will you want to come try a workout? And at the time, I was renting the space from the previous owners, and they had called it Fit um, Club, and it's developed into the name now with the boot camps and the family and all that kind of stuff. But um, it was me running two hours a week, inviting okay. everybody under the sun. Annoyed invites, I'm sure, because I, like, asked people a hundred times. And, <laughs> you, know how, you know how hard it can be to get someone to commit to a workout? But yes. um It just grew from there, and it was one of those things that I just realized that I could pay X amount of rent, and I could have X amount of people come in the door, and then all of a sudden, it became a business that was viable. And it was just the will to succeed at that point. It was like, let's let's go. So that's kind of how it started.
0: Nice. So what was what was your life like before that once you kinda of got a taste of this fitness side and, and, and energy that really made you kind of want to tackle creating and owning the business yourself?
2: Um before the gym I was I was a financial advisor and a business advisor for a bank. Uh I helped people, you know, stabilize their savings plans and investments and purchases of homes and stuff like that so i was kind of an autopilot just had the cruise control because it was a good job uh, i was good at what i was doing in the bank and i could really connect with people and it wasn't i didn't really realize that that skill would you know turn into something that is is present now but it was just i would go out on the weekends i would have a good time with my friends i would you know i would do everything that the 27 to 33-year-old would do during my career, you know, there and that kind of thing. I was just living life, 9 to 5, Monday to Friday, working out three times a week, feeling good, eating pizza, drinking, you know, alcohol (laughs) and dancing the night away. So that was my life prior to the gym, really.
0: So you got in, you went, you hated it, you ended up going back. You started running some boot camps. Asked all your friends, what was really like the pivoting point of where you were like, "Hey, I want to take full ownership. I want this as like mine." And what were some of your ideas then? And are they somewhat the same now?
3: Hmm.
2: Good question. Um, I think it was the pivotal moment for me that I realized that this is something that I should take more seriously as a business because when it was happening. It was good money. It was, you know, it was X amount of cash flow a month that uh, I had a cushy job. It was just bonus money. So I then had a conversation with a member who said to me that people rely on the door to be open. And if this is something that you're doing just for now, it's not something that many people will want to be part of because of what impact you have on them in delivering a service like this. So you need to be, she basically just said that I need to be all in or not. You know,
3: like,
2: oh. shit or get off the pot type thing. And yeah. It was just that, that moment in time where you realize that the impact that you have is far greater reach than you actually see. And you have to trust that that's happening in order to move forward in a business like this. So then the ideas start coming of how to create more value around the services that you provide and then when you start seeing success from that obviously it comes financial rewards which enable you to do more things so you, if you can't sell anything you can't succeed at a business that needs you to sell so once that started happening and it was my banking background that helped me save money and not really going into debt for any of this stuff and and then I just started developing different ideas that would just add value i was like okay does this add value to somebody yes okay let's try it so for instance we we launched, you know, doing shakes and stuff and giving shakes out. That was our uh-huh. name the city. Uh, we would give a free protein shake at the end of class, which then people could purchase. So then that created an avenue of revenue um, that filled the gap to help me get to the next level. And then it was like, okay, let's do some meal plan coaching and let's do um, personal training around the side of the gym. So in the space that we're in now, we used to obviously have, we had a bunch of trainers around the outside. So that idea came in where I would have trainers train clients and they would rent space and create revenue that way so like each one kind of was like a stepping stone to the next one and then the idea is more so evolved from there wasn't that what I was doing then is different from now it's just now I can do things on a different scale because of what I what foundation I have laid in the beginning to be able to get us here so I think the the basis is still the same. Like your foundation is still the same. Get people in the door, help them lose weight or change their life or realize they're stronger than they actually are. You make that impact. And then what can you do next for them? Where do they go? What level are they on to go to the next level? And do you have that service available to them? And if not, can you create it? Yes. No. You figure that out. And then is it something that has a good return worth your time? Because at the end of the day, when you're in business for yourself, your time is your catalyst. Like, that is your own ultimate deciding factor is like, okay, is that worth my time?
3: Yeah. Nice. And then you have,
2: yeah, and then you have the one offs that it's like, well, you have to do certain things regardless whether you get paid or not. There's tons of hours that go on track that we are not before in the service industry and the fitness Yes. Process. So you have that, but that's where love and passion and happiness and, and everything comes from it. So it pays you in different ways.
3: So yeah. what
0: are some of the lessons you have learned throughout starting the business? And what advice would you give anybody that is looking to start one of their own, whether it's fitness or any sort of business?
2: Yeah, it's, it definitely applies to all like businesses. When you're in a startup position, you, each and every one of us face the same thing. Um, the lesson that I learned that was the biggest one was definitely save money. Save, save, save as much as you can, but know how to spend money when you need to. So okay. that's been a really big lesson for me because it's always, I always rate if I spend a dollar, what's the return on that investment? Right? So uh-huh. you have to get a return. Like there's certain things that you have to spend money, on. like, okay, I got to buy garbage bags and cleaning supplies and all that kind of stuff. Am I going to get a return on investment? Well, not, not directly, but indirectly, you still have people coming back because your place is but, but like if I bought six rows, now I can put six people on a rower and they're more intrigued to come to the gym. So do they stay? That's a retention. So there's a return on that investment. So that was a really big lesson where it was save money, spend when you need to. Um, and you can't be afraid to spend money because it will grow, right? You invest in something like I invested in a business to in order to grow where it is. But if I didn't sign the lease, I would never be here. So that's lesson number one. Number two would be, um, it's all the people around you. Like it's not so much always focus on the members. I have to focus on the team that delivers the service to the member because if that team member or all the team members are not on the same page or vibing, then it does create uh, an element within the business that isn't so ple- you know pleasing to the client coming in the door. Um, so building that culture and having the respect for each other and that kind of thing is is huge. Um, that that's on point so that's a big lesson that I've learned and then the other one is like not everything can go the way you think it's going to go and you have to be able yeah like you have to be able to not necessarily mold yourself into something different but flow into something different if the direction that you're trying to go has a ton of resistance even though like the goal on the other side you can see it there's a different way You can go to get there. So just understand that you need to be able to flow with what's happening and react appropriately um, in business to be able to get there. And there's no one blueprint that says if you do XXX, you'll have Y.
3: Yes. You can do Um, do a ton of
0: things. Any kind of business and creating it, it takes – a lot of time, effort, grit it takes a lot of stuff. Can you share a couple of times throughout these eight years where you really had to buckle down and and be resilient
3: to get through?
2: Hmm. yeah there's There's been a few um I think the first one was when I actually had um some issues legally with um nothing that I did like nothing but it was just like partners when you get in with partnerships and stuff like that yeah. each person has their own view and then they say well this is worth that and that's worth this and and then you have this uh, this animosity and i think in business when you when you learn that you create partnerships with people and if you're not on the same page you can come to some disagreements and then that can easily either push you towards not like giving up like i just don't want to do this or persevere and push past it knowing that This is the position that you're in. The future is bright, but you just got to get over this hurdle. And if you think that every single step of the way is just going to be an easy step up, then your expectations are off for what owning a business is and becoming a successful entrepreneur and that kind of stuff because adversity hits you and that's what helps you grow. So that time, finding my way through certain partnerships with people was a a life lesson knowing kind of how I vibe with that. Is it something that I'd like to do or do again? You know, you learn from that. So partnerships was a big lesson, um, that I learned. Another one is just, go ahead.
0: No, go ahead. I was going to, I was going to talk to you about partnership and leadership, but we'll get to that.
3: Go ahead.
2: Okay. Um, the other one I would say is just like the, the whole back and business, like the stuff that you don't see is very, haunting sometimes like you sign a lease and the lease says you owe five years at like x thousands of dollars per year and you're just like holy moly <laughs> and they, like they can come after you if you don't pay and you're just like that's a lot of stress right so then that, yeah. like, that first time that you sign a lease and then the second time where it's like your business grew and now i need more space and then you sign another lease and, and maybe eventually i'll get to owning a building i haven't quite decided but it's just that that pressure is, is something that's huge that you, you need to get over and just it could easily put you into like, oh no, right? You're you're fearful, but you gotta get past it.
3: So
0: how how do you how did you push past that 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 fear, especially when we transitioned to getting the PT area?
2: Yeah. Um I think I was just so confident in what we were doing that I just didn't believe that I would fail. At delivering what my vision is. Um, and I don't mean that I never had failures or mistakes. I, I definitely do. And I think everybody does in the process of opening a gym like that. Like, we opened that personal training studio in like four days and painted it all, got it, like, got it all yep. set up, all the equipment. Like, it, it, a lot yep. of people went into the setup of that and the help of that in four days. We didn't miss one single personal training session in between the two locations whatsoever. Wow. So no one was affected by the move, which was impressive, but it was a daunting task. And um, it was the, the attitude of this, like, there's no other choice. Like, I always say to myself, I've made the decision, so now I don't have a choice because it's already made. So if I would continue to have a choice, then my choices would always change, and then my direction would always change, and then I would actually go in circles. So here's the direction. Let's go to it. Find if it works, and if it doesn't, okay, what's next? So, it's having that mentality of like, I've committed, this is what I want to do, and I'm going to deliver. And then you find out afterwards if that was something super efficient or if it wasn't, or are there ways to improve it? So, it is, that's how I've pretty much overcome everything. It's like, I made the decision, I got to sit, sit with it now. Yes, yeah, kind of like you made
0: your bed, you got to lay
2: in it. Right? Yeah, it's the whole time, right? When you decide to go, you got to go. And if you don't love well, it, you'll be stuck doing a
3: whole lot of nothing.
0: I I just uh, heard an analogy on um, a podcast, and it was like, don't be this, like, make a decision, right or left. Don't be the squirrel that hesitates in the middle of the road because you're going to get run over no matter what. So it's like pretty much they're saying you got to make that choice. Don't be that that squirrel that's like, like, just choose one and go. Um. So what have you learned about building a team in order to create a successful
3: business?
2: (laughs) Um, I've learned many things. I've learned that it's very difficult to tell people that they should be passionate about as much as I am. So um, that's impossible. I have to show people rather than like, this is what the business is, this is what you should be, this is how you should be. It's just, this is how I am, this is what I want to do, this is where I see it going. I've learned that I need to be more forthcoming as as an owner and colleague of where it's going, what's the status? what's happening on the back, right? Not just be like, oh, we're good, we're good, you know, be hush-hush. I've learned to be more transparent with even where we are financially and that stuff to be like, obviously, COVID has hit us. So, like, that's been a lesson of, team building and I think now that we've had this opportunity the team has come together and we've become a lot stronger and more supportive and reliant on each other rather than everybody doing you know one person doing it all so I have to lead from the front and be willing to walk with whoever I want to walk with me so if I want a trainer to be just as happy about the business as I am well I have to be too so if I'm not why is that trainer going to be yes so yes it's and i'm like i'm a vulnerable person in the fact that like just the same as everybody else and i experience emotion i go through hard times i have a very complicated life like we all have these things but if i dwell on that then it comes into the business and then i don't have a team that supports it because i say this on the golf course all the time everyone's like oh how was your golf game or i said somebody will say something and i'm like oh i don't want complain about it because no one wants to hear it anyways, right? (laughs) So it's the same in business. Like I don't want to complain about how difficult it is because no one cares. So I try not to get into that. It's just more of like here it is. Let's go. I'm pumped. I'm I want to help people. Do you want to help people? Great, let's go help people, right? It's like we just became best friends. Let's go deliver our excitement to the next person and that compounding effect creates Man, lasting relationships, success for so many people in the community, and it's just a great overall feeling. So if you can lead from the front and the side and around and everything like that, then I think team building becomes a lot easier.
0: I t- I totally agree. I I I love being a coach under you. You're you've always led. Um, like I say, led from the heart and teach from the brain. And I, I love being a coach at your gym and all that you bring, um, to fit club and, and allow me to bring the fit club and the members. So thank you for that. Um, to kind of a little bit rewind, because this is huge. So in the midst of growing fit club, you and your wife are having triplets,
3: okay.
0: <laughs> Can you tell me a little bit about that? Because that must have been like a
3: wowsers.
2: (laughs) That was, you know, it's funny. Like they're two and a half. They're going to be three in October. You look back and you wonder where the time went. Then you start thinking, oh, remember when we did this, where she was in, you know, antenatal on bed rest for so many weeks prior to the birth of the kids. We found out that it was twins. And then they told us it was triplets weeks later. Like. I don't think there's been one moment of the whole time and of every any event that wasn't shocking. Um then you, you get them out and you feed them eight times a day and you change their diapers and there's like thirty diapers a day and you multiply them by thirty, and there's nine hundred a month. Like it's all crazy.
3: Wow. <laughs> That's a lot of diapers.
2: Right, it's a lost shit. Like,
3: I remember you
0: coming in the one day and you were telling me how you and Sarah played Russian roulette with the babies. Like oh, I call sad. you guys, I like, call oh, Andrew, <laughs> and then whoever got finished would have even, or Andrew or whoever was left over, and you would just hope that you didn't get
3: the poopy diaper. <laughs>
2: oh, now now it's it's evolved. It's it's who they want, and it's so funny because I'll be like, "Oh, I'm gonna go change Andrew. Let's go change your diaper," and then they always say like, "No, mommy," or "No." <laughs> so it's, it's pretty funny now that it happened. But yeah, like in the beginning of it all, we we really had no idea how it was all going to work. But if you can ask anybody in an interview question, what did children do for your career, especially an entrepreneur? Because we don't have a guaranteed paycheck. Unless I am just going to say
0: that. How did that impact you towards the business and the way you viewed it?
2: it was it made it more of like this isn't this is a no doubter right like it was like I've already made the decision that this is going to fly so I have to make it fly it was the fire that was required at the exact right moment and whether it would have been one child two or three I don't think it mattered it was the fact that now I have to provide and be a dad and be you know be this person that's strong and show an example of how business can be like it was just so many different things that I was inspired by having children. And yes, children, I would say probably the most challenging thing that anyone can do in their life. Um, it's been the most for me up until 36 years of my life. So I can say that right now, I don't know in the future, but it is what it is. So I'm now driven every single day. Like I have a factor, the if factor, the why, the, the wow factor, the energy, the, everything that you need and behind you, is just, you can look at your kids. And then you look at all the other things that you've established. So to be able to juggle them all, because I remember going from West London to the hospital, I would stay at the hospital some nights. I'd wake up, I'd drive to the gym in the morning. I'd go back to the hospital, get the clothes and get get the food, go back to the dog. Like, I remember how crazy it was. Yeah. To be honest, and since the kids have been born, I think I've only taken a week off
3: of work. Wow. It's just been, it's been that crazy. And it's, it's not uh, a stop. It's pressure too,
2: right? Because like, I don't know about you, but one kid's expensive, dog's expensive. But when you add three kids and a dog and all the other things in life, it's crazy. It's just, it puts a lot of yeah. things into perspective. And I've just come to the terms where it's, like I just need to solve more people's problems continuously.
0: So what are so what are some of the strategies that you you've had to develop over the years um, in order for you to make sure that you had enough energy for your business, for when you were in front of the classes, coaching for us coaches and then go home, spend time with your wife and the kids? How did you how did you build strategies to make sure that you had enough energy? I'm sure there were some times where there wasn't.
2: Oh, but yeah, in number, number one, caffeine. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> yeah, <I'm>, I never <laughs> drank a cup of coffee. I never had a full cup of coffee until I had kids. Ow. Never wow. Never in my life. <laughs> um, I've had cappuccinos and iced coffees and like ice caps and stuff, just yep. because of the with delicious amounts of stuff, but. <laughs> The actual brew a cup of coffee, put some cream in it and drink it down never once until I had So caffeine has been the, the number one go to. Um, <laughs> you you have to understand that you still need to eat, focus on eating healthy to a point where it serves your body. Like you can put food in your system, but if you're not putting energizing food, it becomes a yeah. challenge and so- you definitely feel the sluggish. But you have to also be true to yourself. Like if you're tired, you're tired. Yes. And it's okay. it's okay to be tired. It's okay not to deliver your best performance every single time. I think that makes you more real, authentic. Yeah. It makes you more of a person that's relatable. Um, I, Um If I were to see somebody that's always on fire, even if like someone passed away in their life and there are still like things don't bother them, it's always like, oh man, that person needs to like
3: do or, open up or something, right? You always kind of take that. But sleep, sleep we've been blessed. The kids have been
2: sleepers, so that's been incredible. Um, And just planning appropriately, and then asking for help. I'm not very good at it, but I think I'm good at it enough that it gets me by to a point where it's manageable. I could be better at delegating, but at the same time, I think if you can be good at asking for help and knowing that you can't do it all, and if that's your lesson before you even start, I think that's one of the best. Because there are people that want to help you.
0: Yes. I've, I've come to learn over the years. I, I always had trouble asking for help because with my learning disability, unfortunately, I got stuck with a couple of teachers that called me out in front of class if I would like to go down to the resource class in order to do this test. Do you like to do this task the me? So I'd always say no, and then I would put myself in a place of struggle. I've talked to you about it, especially when it comes to math and numbers. I start panicking. It stemmed from far back then, and because of that, I've had always issues asking for help. It wasn't until one of my relationships where he wouldn't do anything for me unless I physically asked him. Like, I had to ask him. I could give him hints, but until I actually asked, he wouldn't do it. So that got me comfortable in asking for help. And then I've come to realize that once that happened, the opportunities that arise when you do ask for help are just endless because you you don't get stuck in a hole. And they bring in so much more opportunity. They, they open your creative side, they bring in new like perspectives and ideas, they help you out, and I just feel that you can just grow so much from just asking, feeling okay to not know everything.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Like, you won't know everything, and you're always wanting to surround yourself with someone who's either succeeded more, or have, you know, have what you want in life, or... There's something along those lines, so that you could reach out to them and then provide value back. It's just one of those things that asking for help was one of the greatest things that we could ever do. And I think in history we see it. but We just don't always think that it's well received.
3: Yes, um, I've also
0: I've also learned about giving. You always feel good when you give. Like the person that the person that's giving when you give something, especially if it's coming from a general place. You feel good and you really feel good when the person accepts it with like gratitude and, and, and like full on accepts it and just like ah it's like a reward to them. I always try and reverse my thinking to when I feel like not asking for help, I am stopping somebody from receiving that feeling of helping Of giving me that advice, showing me there's Mm -hmm. somebody out there that needs you for something. Whether it's your advice, your help, your love, your guidance, your workouts, your your, whatever it is, somebody's out there looking for some sort of what something that you've got. And -hmm. just being able to wanna provide it and share it so freely is a gift. And being able to wanna receive those things openly is allowing that person who's giving them. To actually, you know, give it as a gift without, you know, uh, resistance. Yeah,
2: that makes you know what sense.
0: Saying? Trying to get that.
2: Mm-hmm. Makes you reflect. Kind of like you're bad. giving
0: the person the gift by receiving it with like abundance and and gratitude.
2: Yeah, you always feel better when you do something for someone else and they love it.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. So bringing us to today, in this time. What has the pandemic brought out of you in terms of a businessman, a family man, and just like an all
3: around person?
2: (laughs) Um, Start with like the, the family side of things. Like being at home has been a challenging task just because I'm such an extrovert where I need to be in front of people communicating, connecting building bridges so people can cross them and meet each other and and just meeting people myself to be able to learn and develop and stay you know current with everything that I'm doing it's just it's been a a shocker to me that when you can't do that or when, when someone else is telling you you can't do that or, <laughs> or with covid telling you you can't do that you can't even see this this illness
3: mm, yeah. and
2: it's, it's been super challenging um I definitely had some days where it's just like you don't want to do anything, you just kinda stay in bed and forget the world. But then you ten to six you hear Andrew, Lucas, and Avon going, change my diaper. Come come. <laughs> yeah, like there's just a de- a constant demand and it's on top of you. And there's no space to yourself when you're when you're at home. So it's been it's been challenging to grow through that, but then you look at like all the things that you see your kids do because I didn't get to see them all the time being so busy as a business owner, your your days don't end, right? They start when you wake up and they don't end ever. So um <laughs> it's been nice on that side of things to see my three little kids grow and they love what, to have me at home and
0: what are some of the what are some of the funny things that they're doing?
2: <laughs> well, like there's a spare room that sarah had to move out and uh, she's back in the house now but she moved out during covid based on the rush at the hospital being a nurse and then her parents moved in. so i had to live in the spare room or sleep in the spare okay they started started calling that like that's dad's room now so (laughs) they they wanted and there's a playstation there but it has youtube okay they they get in in the morning we had a routine that every morning we'd wake up and we go to dad's room, and they get under the covers and cuddle and, uh, and watch all their shows. So it's been really cool to have that little bond that we can always be there and and kind of just curl up together and watch a show. That's been really cool. Um, the funny thing is, oh, man, there's a show they call Carl's Car Wash. Uh, well, it's called that, so they love it. But now they do it in real life. Outside. So we go outside, and they get their cars, their little okay. rideables that they would drive around in the backyard and whatnot. And they put gravel and dirt on them, <laughs> and they roll it over, and they say, Daddy, Carl's Car Wash, so I get the hose, and I hose it down, Carl's Oh,
3: car my wash God, down. that's adorable. Oh,
2: and they just like, okay, I'll clean, and then they take it away, and then I spray them with the hose.
3: <laughs>
2: but it's just like, those little things are so funny. But they fight. They are at each other all the time, because... You can put 20 dinky cars in a row, like the Hot Wheel cars or whatever in a row. And they. But I want, want
3: that green one. one.
2: Yeah, they want <laughs> the one. So they, they argue and fight. And, and it's all part of growing up. I remember fighting with my sister. So those are the things that they're doing now. And they want to work with me. They want to get up on my lap and get on the laptop. They call it a pewter and they're saying, Daddy, I'll go to work with you. And it's pretty cool. Like I do have to say, it's been three months of me being at home and Trying to run a business like, without even touching on it, but it's just been a cool experience as a dad and to see them grow and the bonds that we've created and watch them interact with each other has been super awesome and just to see how they are with everyone grandma and grandpa, my parents, nona and grandpa, and when when we come home and yeah, well, I, always
3: oh, yeah I always always love cool. when
0: you're posting videos or bringing them to well bringing to them to the gym when it was open.
3: I love
2: that yeah. <laughs> They're they're funny little they're funny little kids. They do okay. So we do the video chat obviously a lot, right? Because now we're in to Zoom life. So they get on the Zoom and they do they they hug and kiss the phone.
3: Oh. <laughs> they they
2: say, like when mom's at work or something when she wasn't at the house. They would start hugging and kissing. and Then they do elbow bumps. So they want to like. Oh,
3: nice.
2: Elbow bump, the <laughs> phone, and it's pretty funny. Like they they learn and they. They adapt really easily, and I wish I could be. I take a lesson from them on how they adapt to everything that that's going on, and they do it with ease. Right? Children just yeah. have this innocence that they just. Oh, I, I envy it because when we're adults, we're big people problems wearing big people pants and issues. So, sometimes I just go back to
3: being a kid and just. Right, uh, being yeah. able to choose who changes your diaper. <laughs> yeah, I know, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so as a businessman, um how how did it uh
3: how did it how did it impact you? Shut me down
2: for a bit, right? It's like, okay, you go from being bricks and mortar, people coming in the door smiling at you to nothing. It's like you can't operate now. We are under a state of emergency and the safety of our people is paramount, so it was a shocker. It was like, oh shit what do we do? But then I kept saying to myself, finally, we have something in the world that's telling people to be healthy. And now is our time as trainers and owners of fitness businesses that we need to stand up and become a leader like never before. So again, I made that choice right away. And it was like, we're going virtual. How do yeah. we go virtual? Well, I don't know how we're just going to do it. So we're going to yeah. go on Instagram, we're going to go on Facebook, I already used zoom, I had a great experiences with zoom in the past. So I'm like, let's go zoom workouts. Before people are even saying, goes there and work, everyone, you know, just, we jumped on board. So, yep. connect with the members, messaging the members, getting them into the, the free workouts and stuff like that. And eventually, obviously, we went back to a full schedule, up to 29 class times. So, it was a point and shoot. Like, I aimed, you know, and we launched. and And it was no looking back. And it was just like, team, are you ready to come together during the most difficult time? This is going to be our most difficult time because we have now had to transition our business to completely virtual without any prep, without any system checks. We had to learn everything on the fly, teach you guys how to log in, get your passwords straight, present yourself on camera. Like all that stuff is all new. And I think it's been the greatest lesson of all time for business owners. Sure, it's scary. Like there's a lot of businesses that have unfortunately taken a toll perhaps are closed now, right? We've seen them yep. closed. Never once did I think we would close. I wouldn't allow it. I was tapping into resources saying, okay, if I need this, I'll get this. If I need to do that, there's this, there's that, right? So yep. I was never worried. But I was, like I said before, in on the call, was a saver. I saved money. Yeah. I made sure that I had like seven, eight, nine, ten 10 months worth of expenses in a bank account to say, like, hey, what happens if you always have that as an entrepreneur that you wait for the day and said, if I lost everything, where would I be? Okay, yeah. I'm here. Okay, let's start building it again. Do you have enough resources to build it all over again if were to go completely zero? And listen, like, it didn't go to zero, but holy, it's getting close. So, like, <laughs> and never in my life have I ever wondered where – or when I was going to have a paycheck or any income coming in, right? Like I was always had something that was stable and solidified. And now like, it's out of my control. So it's opened my eyes completely to a different way of business. It's offered many, many different lessons to develop something on a virtual basis, connecting with people from coast to coast, which is incredible. So yeah. I said this earlier on Facebook, I sent a message, I said, even though the the, the disease and illness, and all the people getting sick and, and dying, and all that, it's super sad, but it's super important that we take a lesson from what we're doing right now in the future. Not everything is as it seems. And to protect yourself on a business side and understand many more ways that you can deliver financial success and deliver your services to people so that it's of value, you just able to think outside the box a little bit. And then again, you and I go back and forth. We always say take action. If you're not ready to take action, you're standing still. And if you're standing still, you're not doing it. So yeah. it's been great. Honestly, it's it's super challenging. I, I've had some days where it's dark and I've had some days where I've said some things that it's just like super depressive. It's depressing and uh, motivating as a leader, but at the same time I think show a
3: true self and I've accepted the fact that things are different. A hundred percent. Um, So what
0: has this pandemic um, taught you when it comes to the importance scale? So I like to say, if you make everything on a high importance, then really what is important? So if everything is always at a high intensity of importance, then really what has real importance? So where have you learned to kind of put your time and energy into where things are important?
2: Sure. It's a good question because I think it's a constant evaluation, though. Um, Like you learn that certain things by doing them are important or not. So you're always kind of doing an evaluation of what you've accomplished and what you've come to. And is is it something that continues to move your business forward or is it not? So um, you're the manager of your time. Time is very important. So I have learned that you really have to invest in in the people. You really have to communicate fully and transparent in the people and spend a lot of your time there and making sure that your connections
3: are solid mm-hmm.
2: to be able to create the following that you ultimately
3: are trying to achieve. And, and it comes from communication. Yes. Not really, like, you can... Like I could put a class
2: on there and if it's not in there on time I could still communicate with people and they'd still show up if they want to.
3: Yes. They're not
2: reliant on, okay, where is it gonna be, when's it gonna be. No, it's it's just like I'm there when it's there. So that that's community building. So I've I've focused whenever I can I've focused on connecting with the community and, and that's been a fair share of pretty much all my time. Other than obviously we teach, we have to teach and deliver a product, but percentage of time that you're doing that versus how many messages I send on a daily basis. Cool.
3: Yes. Um, so
0: how important is it for you to come back stronger
3: as the restrictions are slowly lifting? Well,
2: I think that's, it answers the question Like, you want to be as strong as you possibly can be every day. I don't think that it's more, it's more or less like you need to be stronger than before. I think you just need to be determined um, to get things done. You have to understand where your position is and be very real with yourself and not have your head in the clouds about things and just be like, "Okay, hey, we're here. We're here now. This is, what, this is what's happened. Yes. Sales have dropped 80%. Yeah, that's, that's reality. You're not alone. I always, I always come to it and be like in any situation that I'm in, I'm always like, man, someone's been here. Someone's been here and been successful. So why can't I be? Yep. Right? Why can't the team be? Um, so I, I really don't want to say we need to be stronger. I know we are, but I want us to all to be down to earth and understand that it's a different position to be in, and we can still move forward from here with this of what's happened in the past. So does that make us stronger? Yes, um, but I don't think it's the ultimate thing. You know, the deciding factor. Do you need to be stronger yeah. to get out of this? You just need to be out of this. And ready to go yeah.
3: um, so how are you
0: planning because there's this big talk about a second wave possibly hitting so how are you planning maybe for the second wave or for maybe other pandemic to come up um, in the future I know you say save but now that something has come up are there any other uh, strategies or things that you have learned that you're like okay I need this for sure
3: um yeah, you have to
2: develop a virtual program that's sustainable that has income coming in that covers the brick and mortar side of things. so if you want to talk about that kind of business, you have to basically develop something on the the other side of of covid where it takes care of your main brick and mortar
3: okay. and
2: then it all of a sudden can grow exponentially, and then that's your main body of, of service, so whether it be the precision nutrition route that we're going or the, the coaching that I do on a one-on-one basis or, or it's something that I develop from a system standpoint. That's all online, right? Um yep. You have to then create something that matches over here, and then you can rest at night knowing that, well, if this is zero on the on the one side and this is covering everything on the other side, then that's okay. But if they're both running substantially together, then We can become a little bit more pandemic proof if that's possible. But then me personally, I have other income streams that are coming in now that I'm educating myself on and learning on a personal side of things so that if the business were to slow down, I could infuse it with personal income. So I'm essentially just trying to create freedom in my own life by different things that I have now time to do that I enjoy though, like stuff that I, things that I don't really care about because I don't, I won't, I'm the person that just won't. I'll, I'll look at it, try it, and quit it. But um, it's just told me that hey, there's more ways to earn income, so let's find those ways that you enjoy. Because nice. it creates protection for the things that you really love, like I love the gym. And yes, I have expenses and that kind of stuff, but like I'll ultimately try to cover my expenses somewhere else. That's more passive income, like in the real rentals mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. That's just how my mind works. A lot of people work like that, but it's not a secret. It's just to no. out there and, and try things that you enjoy. The entrepreneurial
3: I mindset.
2: Yeah, like, uh, I'm not afraid of taking some risks if there's a return on it. Um, and if I don't get a return on it, it's just one of those things that happens.
3: So, what um, I
0: only have a couple more questions. What are some of like your short term goals for uh, Fit Club? as we come out um, and what, and then the second one is if I was to be like fit club is anything that you have dreamed of, what would that look like? What would that culture and atmosphere look like and feel like? So the first one is I just want, what are your short terms coming out? And then Mm -hmm. let's get into your like ultimate, ultimate gym atmosphere, culture all of
3: the above. Yeah.
2: Short term is just obviously trying to get out of um, the pandemic safely, reopen the doors in an environment that people are comfortable to come in and continue to deliver a great product, even though, you know, like our, our goal was to have a lot of people packed in a room impacting it, right? Like we've had 40 plus people doing a work before and I've had visions of doing a hundred. So the short term is just like, Let's get people in here. Let's get them moving again. Let's get them feeling that vibe again and we'll be good. So that's, that's really short term. Get enough classes that you see enough faces and, and start, you know, cultivating those relationships again with people that may have been in a different spot over this time. So that's it for short term goals. Um, what does fit club like to me in the future? Like I've always, always.
3: Yeah, like the I've ultimate wanted- fit
0: club. Like a genie was like, Bam, 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 your wishes are here. This is whatever fit club desi- you desire it to be. What would what would
3: that be?
2: Everything would be in one big community space where we'd share like i I've always wanted it to be a wellness center where it's a one stop shop for people to come and get your therapy done, you know, get some you know, shopping done where you can buy your clothes and supplements. Um, personal training is in the same gym as the boot camp side. It might be in different rooms, but you have all different styles of workouts where you have different trainers vibing. But then you have like a community that comes together for seminars and masterminds and developing different things. It's just like a a cool place to be with like some fit club graffiti on a big wall mural and, nice. and It's got a big sign outside that's lit up and just want to come and stop and get everything done and and be healthy and happy and all in one spot. So that's my vision. It's always been my vision and then COVID has just added the virtual side of vision, you know, the virtual side of things to the vision. So that's now in there. It's all, all in it. Maybe like a campus. I know there's a campus out in Chatham that does something like this and they're a boot camp gym too, but so that's okay. kind of modeling after them so it's pretty cool just to always want to focus on i just want a big old wellness space be cool
3: yes i love it i love that
0: i love that so i just got one one question before i pop in there
3: before i pop in um what do you want your legacy to be i don't know i just
2: want people to know that i was a person that helped them and Provided them some value in their life that they could create change. I, like that. I, I want people to know that their abilities are far greater than their limitations. And if I can trigger something in their life that just helps them realize that one thing that gets ball rolling, then if they tell me, if they, they, if they talk about me like that and say, hey, he was the guy that got me, you know, Running my marathons, or he was the guy that got me to think that I could, you know, actually accomplish something in in my life. And I think that's it. Like, I'd be cool with that. I, it's funny about that because I, I read something that said X amount of people have died in the world since we've been tracking and it all becomes history and no one really remembers, right? So it's like, if that's the case, if few people say some few things, then I'm cool with that. But I just want to help people and help them realize that they're capable of so much more. So, it.
0: Awesome. So, my final question for you um, and for every every guest uh, on my podcast is, what is your perspective
3: on positivity? I think it encompasses everything
2: that is good everything that isn't always good in your life where you can sit reflect and then move on from it in a direction that just creates you know more success from within your life like i think reflecting on dark times is a positive thing i think being happy and enjoying life and realizing small things are great is also a positive thing like you can be, you can create positivity from any situation
3: yeah, you can be you can be
2: positive in bad situations too. So it's a word that is thrown around a lot, and I think a lot of people relate it to being always happy. But I don't think that. I think it's it's always being able to reflect on where you are, and to move forward and deliver something that's better than before.
0: I like that. I agree. I agree because that's well a lot of. A lot of the time, I'm really positive, and I always get asked a lot if some of my positivity is is fake, but it's, I just, like you say, I'm a, I'm a person that comes from reflection. I am always reflecting upon my situation and in, in the scenario that I'm in understanding have i felt like this before what have i done in this scenario before that has helped me what hasn't helped me is it's is it playing out like that how can i stop it i'm always trying to figure out ways that i can channel any energy that i feel is negative i also have learned that what might be positive to me can be negative for somebody. So to channel in what I feel is negative into something positive is key for me to do. And that's by just reflecting and just being honest and transparent with what's happening and and, and just being you and, and real and, and, like you said, just honest and truthful and say what you need to and respect everybody and...
3: Yeah, Just think, I, know that you I can pull
0: positivity out of
3: somewhere if you need. It. And if not, you can be it. Yeah, and I
2: and I think that no one needs permission to do this, but I think it's okay to sit in negative too, right? Like, yeah. Like, I think we learn a lot from those spots where we get stuck in, and it creates, like you said, reflection. So you don't have to be positive sitting in a negative spot you can just sit in it and 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 realize that that's that's okay too so it's such a fine line it's very personal right uh, that's what it is for me you're different like you said you're positive could be someone's negative and vice versa it's just one of those things that if you can own it for yourself it doesn't matter about it whatever people think it doesn't matter how they ultimately feel until you've done something to them or put something upon them then it becomes right but at the same time it's just like it's okay to be in every state that you are in as long as it is something that you're okay with and you yeah. accept
3: yeah yeah i i'm you can
0: really i feel that you can really only experience joy and happiness and all of that to the to which degree you allow yourself to feel you know, anger and frustration and upsetness and disappointment. You got to feel all of your energies in order to really, I, in order to feel one, the good, what you really want to feel, you have to be able to feel the bad. You have to be able to sit in it. That, That's where you learn, is, is learning, okay, what is this doing to me? I'm always asking Myself, like, how is my body feeling? Where is this feeling in my body? Is it my legs? and my joint? Is it my heart? Is it my Is my brain starting to feel like headachey? What am I feeling in my body? And then I also think, okay, what have I also like done to maybe not help this? What have I listened to, watched, surrounded myself with? Has it been a bunch of, you know, bullshit? And now I'm no, now I'm kind of putting myself in drowning. So I I always like Mm -hmm. to think of those things as well um, in order to, you know, create a sense of positivity within yourself. That's
3: yours that you can own. Like you said, Mm -hmm. makes sense. Um, Well, that's, that's my interview. I really
0: um, appreciate you accepting and joining me. Um, Thank you for your time thank you for all that you do um for us coaches thank you for especially what you have done for me over the years with supporting me throughout some of my hardest times with my car accident and then with my brother um, being run over um you really have been a, a huge um a huge support and leader to me and i cannot thank you enough and uh Thank you for also allowing me to just, you know, be me with the Fit Clubbers and allow my energy to just, you know, flow through Fit Club. It really makes me feel like I belong, and I, I truly appreciate that.
2: No, it's no problem at all. I thank you for the kind words. It's, I've watched you go through some pretty adverse things and crazy things, and I sit here and just, we appreciate the resiliency that you had over the years, and like even back. The day that I opened your bank account before any of this became, uh, yeah, like, I stayed connected. It's one of those things that you vibe with somebody and you're like, okay, I think that this could potentially be, you know, some part of something down the road. And here we are now quite a few years later. And, yeah, you've been through some crazy times. And it was a no-brainer for me. And it was just, it was the human side of me. Like, there's a business side and there's a human side. And I always go to the human side for the most part. And realize that that's more important at this moment in time or at that moment in time. And it, it it pays off in the end. Everybody wins when you reconnect with the human side. So thank you so much for allowing me on your call. Uh, it's pretty cool. I like doing this stuff. It it gets my, it gets even gets my positive juices flowing the other way that I become more creative in my business in my life. So I appreciate the time and uh, the opportunity. So hopefully it was... Uh, Enjoyable I loved and,
0: it. was a lot of lots of little knowledge and inspiration nuggets in there for everybody to take. um Thank you again. Just keep doing what you're doing because you truly are making an impact and not just London but all over the world, especially now with virtual going and stuff. so um keep strong and I can't wait to be able to get back in person with all you other coaches and, and the fit clubbers and uh once again, yes, hopefully soon enough. Um, once again, thank you, and
3: you enjoyed the rest of your evening. All right. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye.
1: Well, my friends, there you have it. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please reach out to us and let us know through the socials. On IG, it is at Spark Plug Wellness, for myself, and at Corey Bannon, and at Fit Club Boot Camps. Also, if you would like to try Outfit Club Boot Camps and you live around the London area, please download our app and get three free classes. Whether that is our outdoor workouts until the gym starts open, opening up, or it is our virtual classes. We would love to have you. Also, if you enjoyed today's episode and any other of the Positive Spark Plug episodes, please rate and review the podcast. It truly does help me understand if I am delivering the content and value that you guys are looking for. I appreciate you guys very much and it is now time to go out and do
0: something positive or be positive.